0: Hello, beautiful people, happy Tuesday. So guys, I think it's so funny and so brilliant how this interview has actually come about. So the gorgeous woman I'm about to interview for you guys now is actually someone who had originally asked me if she could interview me in... Her podcast. Um, So we went on Zoom, had a good old chat and recorded it all. But then once we stopped the recording, we actually stayed on Zoom and chatted for about another hour. (laughs) And I just, I was sitting there going, this woman is so incredible. She runs multiple businesses, incredibly successful performer. Um, What else? Oh my goodness. She has got the most amazing brand on Instagram. Her TikToks are incredible. Her podcast is amazing. She's created such a wonderful space for performers to come to and learn and grow. And it's it's such a safe space as well. I was like, I need to get people on my platform to hear your story. So I asked her then and there if she would do an interview for me and she was so wonderful and graciously agreed. Um, so I'm so excited for you guys to hear from Beth. Um, for those who don't know me, hello, my name is Hayley Mabry. I am a professional musical theater performer successful business owner and absolute personal development geek and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this interview. We talk about so many different topics from building a brand on social media, how to use Instagram and TikTok as a performer, dealing with rejection and how to juggle multiple businesses alongside a successful performing career. This is Beth. So for those um, of my followers in particular that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about who you are?
1: Absolutely, Um, so I'm a performer myself, I graduated in 2019 um, and since then I've been doing all sorts really from choreography to actress in educational films to TV, Um, so yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun and all while doing that since I've been in training I've run this account which is called the Performer Journal. And it's to help aspiring performers kind of break into the industry, and just support people who are out there working or fresh graduates. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of what I do in a in a very quick nutshell, really. <laughs> I love that.
0: And can I just say, I love I love the content that you put on your page so much. There's always so many golden nuggets and golden tips, but in a really, it's gonna sound strange, but in a not presumptuous way whatsoever, you just kind of break it down into the basics. Like I was watching something of yours the other day. I think there was talking about, you know, if you need to be good at picking up routines, picking up choreography in an audition. And I was watching it going, oh, my gosh, because, you know, I'm not a dancer. I was watching it going, please, let's be a no, please, let's be a no. And it's just you're so you're so down to earth when you're giving these tips and tricks. And it's just you're very approachable, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to say. And I love I love how you do it. Um, so what is it that kind of inspired you to create this platform for yourself? Where you are creating you know a space a safe space for performers to learn and grow and, and get tricks and tips
1: um, well, thank you I'm so glad that you enjoy our content because' it's, um, it's a lot of work, but I love it um, but I think when I was younger, I really didn't know where to get in. I didn't know anyone who'd been a performer, and my parents were a bit clueless they wanted help, but they just didn't know how um. Yeah. And I think that's the case for so many performers. And I think so many performers end up missing out on getting their foot in the door and getting into the industry just for the simple fact that the knowledge isn't out there. It's kind of who you know, not what you know. And I'm trying my hardest to kind of change that. But I remember being before even being in training, I wanted someone to help me. And then I looked into it in the training. Like I was dealing with really bad injuries and timetables and, you know, what would, I, would life be like out of college because it's a whole different world. And there was no one really out there giving that support and that advice. Um, so I knew if I ever got to be doing what I wanted to do, I wanted to be able to share um some info and <laughs> help people that are, are going through that that have got the talent they've got the courage and the drive and the resilience but just don't know where to get the information from to get into it so that's kind of why I did <laughs> wow I love that
0: and how long how long has it been up and running now your, your page
1: <laughs> nearly two years It will be two years at the start of May. So um, there's loads of bits happening that I'm going to do for our two years without giving so much away. Um, There's a video that I'd love for many people to be involved in, um, which is open to all performers. So if you head over to my page um, after this, you can find a little bit about the video that I'm creating to celebrate performers. Um, So that's happening for our two-year anniversary because it's the followers that make the, the account run, like, I would love to say it's me. It's not. <laughs> um, they inspire me all the time and they're the reason I do it. So um, if you want to get involved, I would love that. Um, and we've got some other little bits that are going to be coming on. Maybe a cheeky giveaway. You know, those kind of things. Oh, okay,
0: oh my gosh, a giveaway. Giveaways are my literal favourite. They're
1: my absolute favourite. <laughs> I, I love them. I'm so ready for a giveaway.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. So while we're on the topic of your paid, actually, I did, I did want to ask you this. So obviously as performers we kind of we need to learn how to market ourselves right we become our own brand and you have kind of created a brand on top of you as a performer but also as a safe space for the people um and I was chatting some other performers that are training at the moment and they're all saying they're getting all this training on creating their brand on social media getting their work out there on social media I feel really old saying this when I was at university I didn't get taught any of that
1: (laughs) I didn't I didn't it was only two
0: years ago Yeah, yeah, I think it's a very very new thing that we need to be able to promote ourselves on social media as well. So, I mean, do you have any kind of advice or things that you've learned as you've created your brand on social media that performers could take on and use in their own work?
1: Absolutely. I mean, with social media, I think while it has many, you know, darker sides that we've got to stay safe online, there are so many elements of social media that is so underestimated When I see people blowing up on social media platforms, nine out of 10 times they're performers, they're actors, they're dancers, they're singers. Um, And I think literally the social media platform, especially things like TikTok are just made for us. Like they showcase dance, acting, and singing. What is more beneficial than that? And actually I've got loads of auditions through social media because either there's talent scouts or you see things that people have shared or, um, you know, you're on Facebook groups and someone's so underestimated. And I think if you portray yourself in the right way, there could be no limits because often casting directors do come on there. And even when you've applied through, you know, your star now, your spotlight, you've emailed them, whatever, they will look at your service. social media because one thing they don't know from your cv is what you're like to work with well if we head over to someone's social media we find out pretty pretty quickly a bit about them you know on what they've shared on what they're posting what they're getting up to so i'd always say as a performer share behind the scenes show that you're learning scripts show that you're doing a workout show that you're going through your rep doing self tapes show all that but then also show your personal side. They want to get to know you. They're investing in you as a performer. So show things like um, you having a nice time with your family or, you know, whatever you want to show. Maybe it's your favourite TV series. I don't know. But share bits about you because that's the personal element that they go on there to see that they can't get from your CV and your headshot. So when you're doing your social media, yes, showcase your skills, but also while you're being professional also be personal because that's what they're really looking for mm, that is so powerful
0: social media is where it's at right now like you said there's so many auditions these days the last performing job that i got which i rehearsed for a couple of weeks ago i got off of instagram because i saw i saw someone had posted on their story it was actually i was following the the creator of this show and they posted saying that they were looking for someone i saw it and i emailed in, and because obviously they, we had that connection on instagram it just kind of, it flowed from there. So it's so powerful. Are there any, are there things to avoid that you say with social media?
1: Um, I would say, obviously, staying safe online. You know, loads of people want like a mass following, which is all great. But are they the people that are going to support you that actually want to see your content? Are they the right people that should be following you? And, you know, I'm so careful, even though I've got a... a 5,000 platform it's not huge but it's um, a lot of people to kind of keep on top of and I try and make sure that everyone's going to be safe on my platform because you know I've got young performers on there um I have to be really careful about who follows me because sometimes they're not performer related <laughs> um so you know you have to you have to be careful and I think as long as you're sensible with it um there's no reason why it wouldn't work for you And also just be careful about what you share because once it's out on social media, it's out there. And, you know, we see these things all the time that people posted something five years ago and they're getting sacked for jobs in the West End because of it. You know, there was quite a famous one quite recently, but, you know, you've got to be so careful um, because the littlest comment, when it's out there, it's out there for the world to see. So as long as you're sensible with it, I think the world is your oyster, but obviously you do have to be, just sensible with what you're putting out Mm -hmm. 100% and if I
0: can add one thing to that as well just kind of tying on with what you were saying in terms of what you're putting out there what you're putting I feel like the biggest no-no for casting directors for anyone in the arts really is people with difficult personalities or people that are negative towards other performers other creatives so just really making sure that you're not getting caught up in negative gossip about anybody I feel like that's probably one of the most key things that you don't want to
1: have absolutely (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if they're coming to look at you to see whether they want to cast you, if you're, you know, saying something maybe a bit negative about someone, okay, we don't know the connotation and what's gone on behind the scenes, but they're only going to take what they see. And all they've got is you saying something bad about someone else. Are they going to really want to work with you? You know, you might have a reason for it. And, you know, there might be loads of stuff going on, but unfortunately, you know, they're not going to know that. So I think it's just... It is being very, very careful. Yeah,
0: 100%, 100%. But I've got one more social media question, then we'll move on. Because, I, because you do have <laughs> such a wonderful platform, I really just wanted to kind of share your tips on it as well. Thank you. Do you have any tips on, because I know you say 5,000 is quite small, but to a lot of people, for me, that's like, oh, my gosh, well done. Do you have any tips on growing a following?
1: um so i would say try and connect with people that are in your your niche or whatever kind of content that you're putting out make sure that you kind of get the right followers in so you know platforms like can you dance i find loads of great performers that are looking for advice on there um but i you know i reach out to them i say look i've got this free content if you don't want to follow it, that's fine. Um, but if you want to follow it, you know, I'm always happy to help. 24-7 you can just drop me a message. Um, and that always goes down well because you just want to help. You're not in it for money or, you know, anything like that because it's completely free. Um, so I think that always really helps, reaching out to people in your niche. Um, but in terms of following, I think it's just knowing what kind of content you want to put out there and attracting the audience And, um, in terms of Instagram at the minute, the algorithm is not great. You know, it's not reaching, you know, I've got 5,000 something followers and it's reaching like 300 tops and it's like, wow, it's really not going to get seen. So if you want to have a larger following at the minute, I'd recommend posting a lot of content, but posting it on TikTok because at the minute that's where, that's where it's at. So um, if you want to grow a following, I definitely recommend getting on TikTok and posting at least three videos a day. It's a lot of work. Um, but if you want to grow your following, that's probably the best way to do it, at the minute, personally. <laughs>
0: I love that. I love that. You heard it here first, TikTok. That's so cool. And I love your TikToks as well. They are so, so, like, succinct and simple fun
1: at the same time with the different like, <laughs> pages. It's just me prancing around like a loon 99% of the time. Like 99%. I
0: honestly, I honestly love it. Guys, go check out her TikTok TikTok name. (laughs) Pardon, sorry? What's your TikTok name?
1: It's just Bethany Unwin. Plain and simple. Bethany Unwin, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Awesome. So I want to chat a bit more about your performing career. Can you kind of tell us, like, I know you've done so many things in terms of both sides of the kind of room, if you get what I mean, choreography, performing film and tv that kind of stuff can you tell us some of the highlights some of your favorite things that you've done over the last few years
1: yeah um so I get this question quite quite a lot from followers and things I think they're always really interested to know what my my ultimate favorite was um I think coming out of college I got my first um choreography job and that was like a three-month contract and that will always hold a very special place in my heart because I got to choreograph. For the Crescent Theatre in Peterborough. It was footloose. Um, it's massive in there. Um, when I walked in, I was like, oh my god, my work's gonna be on this um, side. <laughs> and I had a lovely cast, um, you know, some amazing performers, and that was that was incredible. That was a really great contract. Um and in terms of other bits, I've done some great filming, I've met some lovely, lovely people. Um and I'm working on a project now and the director's lovely and my co-worker, she's an incredible actress. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. And um, I think recently I filmed for a TV series. I can't say which one, cause it's not been aired yet. And, um, but it was, it was amazing. The whole, the whole experience from being in this hotel to then turning up to set every day and getting your hair and makeup done and then getting in beautiful costumes um yeah it was it was a lot of fun um a great experience really so I'm very grateful that I get to do what I do you know I'm very lucky and I'm very thankful and I make sure that you know um because I'm so grateful I make sure that I'll keep doing my utmost to to keep doing it
0: <laughs> yeah 100% that's all we want isn't it just to keep doing it no matter what happens <laughs> yeah wow Absolutely. wow it sounds like you've had an amazing amazing ride and plenty more things coming your way as well that is so cool
1: hopefully <laughs> oh
0: <yeah. laughs> so hopefully about it in my so hopefully about it so over on my channel I do really like to talk about the positives but I also like to kind of acknowledge that there are tough times in the industry as well so is there kind of one in particular kind of obstacle or challenge that you've come up with in your performing career kind of how you felt about it and then how you came across it overcame it as well um,
1: well, there's been, you know, I won't sugarcoat anything. At the best of times, while this is the most amazing industry and I'm super grateful, um, and it's the most fun ever, um, there's inevitably going to be hard days, and you know, there's been, I've had horrendous injuries, um, especially during training. I really suffered with bad injuries, from spine injury to um, being in a brace for like eight weeks, um. You know, all of those things were really difficult. Um, Coming out of training, um, I went into the industry and, (laughs) you know, as you do, you think, I'm so ready. Um, And then, you know, I got my first big thing come through and a contract through. And, um, you know, it's been touch and go whether it was going to happen I was penciled in and then I got my contract and I was like I've got it written down like this is actually happening um and you know I really thought I mean it was like a childhood every little girl's dream basically job um and I was so excited I told my whole family and I literally sent them photos of my passport so they could book my tickets to get on the plane to go film it and um two days before Christmas, they messaged me saying, "I'm releasing you from the contract we've had a um we've had a meeting with all the filming departments, and we realized we've got ten other people that actually we didn't really need, so we're gonna release you and that was like i don't know I just remember weeping like I'm not even gonna sugarcoat that like I was heartbroken. Like I told all my friends and family, I'd had it in writing. I'd literally sent my passport off to get my plane ticket to go and do this filming in the Caribbean. Um, and I was so excited. Like it was going to be three months of literally solid filming. You know, it was guaranteed income, all of those things, Um, as well as it just being the most incredible opportunity. And I'd got it in writing. And then for it to come back and say, oh, actually, we've had a meeting and, you know, we've got 10 extra people and you're one of them. <laughs> um, that was, it It just felt like, when when is it going to get easier? And the reality is, unfortunately, it, it doesn't, but you just you just keep going with it. If you stay persistent enough, you know, other things did happen for me because I wasn't doing that contract, you know, and maybe that's exactly where I needed to be. That's going to lead me on something else. And that's kind of, how you have to look at it. But I think for me, having it in writing and then it not happening was like the biggest shock that people could do that. But it's unfortunately it's the biz. Wow.
0: Oh, I can't I can't even imagine having it all so set in stone.
1: Yeah.
0: And then just take it away from you. Because I feel like the reason I like to ask this question is because you know our industry is amazing. It's the most incredible job, I think, in the entire world. I love it. but There are tough times and I think it's important to know what some of them can be so you can prepare yourself for them because something like that could completely derail you. Com- yeah. It probably did for a while. I'm sure it did.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I came home. I mean, this wasn't the last Christmas. It's the one before. So pre-corona times. Um, and it happened as it happens, I don't think the filming would have happened anyway because of corona. So, you know, it's it's what it is um but yeah i mean i came home and obviously i told all my family because I'd, i sent off my passport to get the, my plane tickets by that point you know i got the contract written down um i told all my family to have to come home at christmas and tell them that i hadn't got it, it was horrendous because they were like i thought you had a contract i'm like i did i did <laughs> i was like i was like i did don't talk about it um but yeah no it was it was hard and I think it's taught me a valuable lesson that you have to be very um careful even though you've got it written down you still until you're there (laughs) it it's never guaranteed and I think you've got to prepare yourself for that and just keep working and focusing on on what's coming up, and not pin everything on one thing, you know, um, because sometimes things don't work out, like with Corona. You know, um, the most unpredictable thing happened. But like I say, it is the most incredible industry, and other things happened because I wasn't doing that, um, which I think will have led me to where I needed to be. But it was just, it was just one of those moments where you think, oh, I really wanted that. But you know, other things will come, and eventually we we'll get there. But it was it that was really, really tough. It's never gonna be completely an easy walk. But um, you know, as long as you're persistent and you keep going over those hurdles, eventually you will get to the to the finish line, shall we say? Absolutely.
0: That's such an interesting thing that you said about the lesson learned in terms of, you know, not getting fully excited about something until you're you're actually there. Because I it's so, so funny you said that. I had the opposite experience. So when I got cast in Will Rock You I just didn't believe that it was real. I didn't believe it was real. I I thought what happened to you was gonna happen to me. I just thought I was was gonna get the email, saying, oh my gosh, we've made a massive mistake. You're not cast as Oz, (laughs) sorry. I just kept thinking that was gonna happen. So I I told my parents, I told my fiance, that that was it. And I literally flew all the way to Miami. Even for the first week of rehearsals, I still didn't tell anybody else. I didn't post anything about it on social media because I was so scared and then finally I did. And I, I personally wish that I had let myself get more excited about it. Or had mm-hmm. trusted that I was worth it. So I think yeah. it's, it's a mixture of both, isn't it? You know, knowing that you'll be okay if it is taken away, but letting yourself be excited about it at the same time. Yeah. Such a tough balance, isn't it? I don't think, you know... Absolutely.
1: And I think, like, you need to <laughs> you need to get excited because it's what you're passionate about. Um, and obviously, I, I, I do still get excited because these are amazing and exciting opportunities and you know I do get really excited about it but I think I always try and um now rather than like telling all my family even if I've got a contract and you know um it is getting excited but I think not pinning um everything on that like looking at the bigger picture um but yeah definitely get excited because that's an amazing opportunity and either way you've learned it you've got it um mm. you know and I think that's important to acknowledge but it is it is is tough then when you don't get it but that's one of the things you like I say I was really upset but I still kept going and that's that's the key I think yeah that's huge
0: do you have any do you have any kind of tips for people that maybe going through rejection, because I'm sure people in the performing industry will go through rejection. That's part part and parcel of the, the industry. Do you have yeah. any, like, little things that you do? You know, if you do get a tough no or a tough bit of rejection, is there something that you do that you know will kind of pull you out of the funk?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, rejection is redirection first. Um, whenever you're pulled back, you've got to think of yourself as an arrow. The only way you can go is shoot forwards. Um, and I think thinking of it like that is like the difference between you persevering and getting up the next day and getting on with it and being more determined than, you know, letting it define you. Um, I think with rejection, you know, look, it, it's inevitable in this industry. You know, you can be the most talented person in the world and still not be the right height or have the right look or, you know, fit the girl's last costume for you or fit the guy's tap shoes, you know? um it's just one of them things it can be down to a lot of external factors as well which you need to remind yourself of like sometimes you know I I turn up to an audition and they pick out the 10 brunettes and then there's just a ginger one on the end like I'm gonna get cut like it's just inevitable you know when they're all 5'8 and I'm 5'5 gone you know and that's not necessarily any steps that I've done wrong it's just I didn't grow enough when I was younger you know and there's nothing I can do about that I can't magic three inches um I could try with a little bun but I don't think it'd do enough um so you know you have to look at it from external factors as well you know not all of it is down in fact 99% of the time it's not talent like genuinely there's so many external things that you've got to think about do they have the right chemistry? Are they right height? Do they fit the costume? You know, there's so many things. Also, especially now with Corona, are they near where they where the, the venue is? Because we don't want to have to pay for people to travel. We don't want them traveling far. You know, we don't want to have to pay extra expenses putting people up in the hotels. We've had a pretty big hit this year. So they're going to be trying to get people with, with local bases. So if you ain't local, the chances are you might not be in with a chance of getting that contract. And that's not down to your talent. That's just the situation right now. Um, so I think that's really important to remember. I mean, if something goes wrong in an audition and you get rejected because of it, say you didn't know your rep well enough get a singing lesson address it say that you you know you really fluff the monologue get some acting lessons you know do what you need to do acknowledge it address it move on you know because the next one is a different audition it's a different panel they don't know what happened before you and every panel wants you to do well they don't want to come in and think oh i really want to sit here and listen to a load of rubbish actors all day like they don't want that they want to find the right people for their shows um so they'll always be rooting for you and wanting you to do well so i think as long as you remember that going into the next one put the last one away Get up the next morning. Allow yourself a bit of time to be sad. Do what you need to do to feel better. Eat ice cream. Binge watch whatever series you like. But then the next morning, you get up, you plan, you get ready, and you, you get stuck in. Rejection is redirection. there's something big waiting for you. That's all that was telling you.
0: Oh, my gosh. Like, you need to pick up a mic and drop it right now. That was, that was, <laughs> I need to repeat this. The, the thing you said about the arrow. Imagine yourself as an arrow, and if you get pulled back, if you get pushed back by that rejection, that's just giving you momentum to move forward even faster. Huh!
1: Wow. Yeah, that's literally how you have to think of it, I think, because otherwise it it can really hurt people, you know. And sometimes the rejections, they can be brutal, you know. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say, oh, they they say, oh, I'm really, we're just not not quite right for you this time. I mean, 90% of them say that, but... You know, sometimes you will get the odd one, and it is quite personal and something not sometimes not always things you can work on. Um, you know, I when Scott told they didn't like my face, what going to do about that? Do you know what I mean? What do you what do you personally want me to go away and work on from this audition? You know, um, but that's just something. You know, because it, it's been that I reminded them of someone they didn't like, and that's just life. You know, and you know, while I would have not like to have had to pay for the train ticket to get there to find that out it's just it's just one of them things and it's part of the business and you know you become more resilient and you become more ready and you know you can tackle anything at that point so just remember that you know while it won't always be nice and it won't always be easy if you persevere enough you will get to where you want to be
0: yeah it's so true and just stay stay strong and stay true for what it is that you want
1: Really. and believe in yourself have confidence within you like yeah okay I might be not be there cup of tea but the next guy who comes along who's casting exactly what I want I might be perfect for what he wants you know so it's, it's just one of them things 100% and it's all just
0: about you know using auditions as a free dance class as a free song presentation practice you know what I mean
1: yeah and I feel like people do better when they think of it as just like a class because they're so relaxed and often it's in jobs they don't want like I I auditioned for Universal Japan I didn't personally want to go to Japan (laughs) I knew my mother would have a cardiac arrest so I was like I didn't really want to get through this audition and I got a recall and I was like yeah (laughs) I mean it was amazing but at the same time I was like that's typical. That is typical. That <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know those things. I was just relaxed, I think, and I was just enjoying the class. So mm.
0: yeah, the class, not the audition. The class. I love that. It's such a mindset game. A mindset. Game. Do you have yeah. any kind of any things that you do before your audition to get you into the right space?
1: Um, it depends, really. Um, on which audition I'm going to. Um. If it's one where I've got to go in and do a very, very serious monologue, you know, and I'm having to really channel that character, then I'm a bit more careful about what I do beforehand and what I speak to, um, just so I have time to get myself in that place. Mm. Um, but, you know, to be honest, I always try and do the same thing. I, you know, listen to music on the journey down there. I try not to psych myself out by going over lines or doing that, because I know that I know them, and I just overthink all the time. I don't know if anyone's like me, but I'm an overthinker. Um, So I get on the train and I try and listen to music and just enjoy the journey and remembering that I'm just having fun. Like who else gets to travel to London just for their day job, you know? Um, And I think that always always helps me. I make sure that I try and take it as stressless as possible. You know, I do everything the night before so I can just enjoy the, the time that I'm having. Um, and then normally when I get there, I love speaking to people. Like I'm such a social butterfly. <laughs> like I love to find out what people are up to and what they're doing and network with people. Um, so I, I I love to talk to people in audition queues or in the room before while you're warming up or whatever. You, um, yeah, I tend to do a, a lot of talking and just kind of being myself really and stretching and doing what I need to do. Um, but like I say, if I've got a very serious character, I'll have a little chat but then I'll I'll put my headphones in or do whatever and just kinda of get in my zone um to go in. Because if you've got a channel something very traumatic, it's very hard to switch from being, hi, oh, no, 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 no without being like She's a lot to take, yeah. <laughs> but it's just it's just one of those it's just one of those things, but I do try and just be normal and remember it's a normal day and you know where the people are busy doing their day jobs, and this is just yours, and it's kind of just how i how how I think about it really if I did anything. I think too much if I was like, right, today's an audition day, I've got to do this and, you know, I've got to make sure that I listen to this before I go in or, you know, I think I'd psych myself out. So um, I just try and talk to people and have a normal morning, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like I said, just be you.
1: It's
0: mm. so easy yeah. to be in there and think, oh, I need to be a certain way or a certain type of person to be getting this role, but just be you. Because they'll, they'll know will know not being you. They can
1: yeah. Help. yeah they can tell very quickly who's being authentic and who isn't Mm. 100 percent. oh
0: wow that is so valuable all right i'm gonna make another like right turn onto a different topic there were so many things i wanted to talk to you about so obviously you are like such an entrepreneur at the same time you've got so many other different side hustles going on can you kind of give us a very brief overview of of (laughs) the other things that you have in your life
1: yeah, um so obviously I have the performer journals, um, which is a free resource. So, you know, that is kind of is a business but kinda of just do it to help rather than run it as like a business business. Um but with that I created a journal for performers. So I do, you know, um sell a journal that is specifically designed for performers. Um and then I also with my partner run Dancing Teas Official. Which is um, a dance clothing line. He actually made me this hoodie, and it's a TPJ, but he made me that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like a dance fashion brand. So you know, we we do teas mainly, um but we also do shorts and leggings and sports bras and all the rest of it, um, which is like more dance fashion based. And um, so we run dancing teas official together, and then we also run wax infusion, which is a wax melt business. Um, so. They're three very different ball games, but, um, and I can't take all the credit. My partner is amazing and he does incredible amounts of work and he's so driven and passionate and not one of these things would have started without him. Like credit by credits, do like I always wanted to start to perform journals, but he was the one that's got to be like, Beth, you've got to be the one to do this. You've got to, like you're so passionate about it. You know, you've got to, you've got to get it done. And he helped me set up my website. Um, you know and he's created all the websites and all the help me with all the marketing side of it and he's so driven um so yeah it's it's him as well like he does a lot and you know i can't take full credit especially with wax infusion and dancing teats he mainly does a lot of that um but you know together we we do a lot and i think it's important to kind of keep keep other things going that aren't performer related because it's actually really nice to think about other stuff, like not be completely consumed by it because then it defines you. And I always try and remember I'm a human verse before I'm a performer. So I'm allowed to have other things going on, um, you know, and allowed to, to be my own person and do different things. Um, because if for any reason I got injured, which touch words I won't. Um, I've got other things that kind of, keeps me in the loop whether it be the dance outfits whether it be um making wax melts whether it be me selling journals or whether it may just be spending more time on the platform helping other performers and keeping my toe in that way I think it's so important to to be surrounded by other things and not just the I do one thing and that's perform. I get that does
0: it make the performing when you come to it does that make that more exciting and more special then as well
1: yeah it definitely does while i love the businesses and things um performing is for me what i want to do and you know i do do but you know um i want to do more of and you know keep doing over the years but it's it is nice to be able to talk about something other than that to be fair yeah
0: yeah, I totally understand what you mean. Totally understand. So obviously that's a lot. Like that's, that's a lot. And kind of, you and your partner sound like the dream team, like the actual dream team.
1: <laughs> You're not well, fingers crossed. I don't know how he feels about that, but yeah, hopefully <laughs> he's put up with it for four years. So fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I reckon, I reckon you got a
1: keeper there. <laughs> I, think. I do too. Well, whether he feels the same, I don't know.
0: glad you think that as well I think that's probably pretty pretty important (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh I love that so how do you keep on top of it all because that's a lot of different things that are attracting your attention a lot of the time do you find I've got so many questions about this do you find it difficult to to switch off
1: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's it just yeah um yeah no it's 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 difficult because um if I ever take time off or you know i'm not doing one thing i'm like well i should be doing this for this or i should be doing this for this um and that is quite difficult to to try and manage because obviously performing is my priority but say if i spent all morning self-taping and then maybe afternoons doing tiktoks for tpj slash me um you know to help my career and then i'm like oh I've got to the end of the day and I haven't done anything for dancing to either wax infusion and poor Lewis has been working on it all day and I haven't done a thing. Um it gets quite it gets quite stressful, but at the same time I have to remind myself that Raymond wasn't built in a day. And um, you know, I have to I have to journal rigorously. I don't know how I did it before. Um, but like before I never used to keep a diary. And in twenty twenty my partner got me a journal. And I journaled every day without fail. And I went from literally nothing, no schedule, I don't know how I did it, not having a schedule, because now I literally could not live without a journal because it's become such an integral part of it's okay, that day's based for that kind of content, that day's based for this, this is your time, um, and scheduling out my days so that I fit everything in and be as productive as I can and then reflect on what works what didn't work okay so tomorrow I'm going to do it like this um because without that I think I would feel completely lost and completely overwhelmed but because I have that structure and I can designate different tasks to different days and then if I get an urgent self-tape come in I can look at my schedule and work out where I can switch things around to make it work um but people think being a self-employed performer I just get up and I just do a ballet class today and that's it and then maybe I take a shower and then and then maybe I'll watch something for inspo and it's like, no, that's really <laughs> not what my life is like, you know, and my parents will say it's Sunday. What are you doing today? And I'm like, "Work." They're like, but you worked the last eight days. <laughs> yes. But it being self-employed is just choosing which 800 hours you want to work a week. It's not that like, you know, you don't have to do the nine to five. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is difficult and it is hard to balance it all, but if you get a structure and install good habits, that way you look after yourself as well. Because otherwise, you feel completely overwhelmed and completely drained. You need time <laughs> where you can switch off. So, from eight o'clock in the evening, we have no technology most evenings. You know, if I get the odd message that like you messaged me last night, and I was like, ah, I've got to reply to Hayley because I'm on this to who tomorrow, and oh, I'm sorry. you know. <laughs> Oh, don't worry don't worry loads of people to me and I'm just a really old grandma so I just switch it off at eight o'clock um so that I have a couple of hours to wind down and we can do some like meditation or just chill in the dark for a little bit um you know so we just have that time um and in the morning I don't have technology on from six to eight so I literally have time to get my workout done with no distractions you know shower plan eat a good breakfast and then I'm like right now I can start dealing with the day and that actually taking those two hours at the end and the start of my day while that may seem like a lot of time it's actually the time I need to be more productive during the day so I think working that out is has been difficult but I've got there now touch wood no
0: it definitely sounds like you do so I'd love to ask as well, because obviously there's lots of different things. How do you find works best for for your scheduling? I love asking, I like to call people like you're a multi-passionate person, like you've got lots of different things you're really passionate about, lots of different things you want to pour your time and, and efforts into as well. Do you find it's better to have, say, Mondays are your performing practice, Tuesdays are for your Instagram, Wednesdays are for the wax melts, Thursdays are for the dance kind of things, dividing different days, or is it more you'd like to have an hour for each thing every single day
1: a bit of both really um I have like an ideal week where I kind of work out what kind of theme is going to be for the day because I find if I task switch too much Mm. then I'm I'm never giving 100% if I'm doing content in the morning and then some self-tapes and then trying to do a vocal really in the afternoon it does get too much because I can't give 100% without thinking about what I'm doing next Mm. whereas if I take a whole day for content Maybe the morning I'll do TikTok content. Then I'll write a couple of blogs. Then after lunch, um, I'll do some Instagram or, you know, and prepare my social media for the week. I always do things in bulk because if I just leave it until the last minute, it's very <laughs> Um, So I do, like, bulk stuff. Um, so I do do a day of content, but it's not all like, okay, today I'm just focusing on TikTok or today I'm just focusing on Instagram. I do break the hours down into which needs to be blogs, what needs to be vlogs, what needs to be, you know, all the rest of it. Um, and then I do have days become more not performer-focused. I try and do several things each day that are performer-related, which is applied to castings I do every day. Um, I make sure that if I've got any self-tapes, I do them ASAP um so if other things are planned i will make sure that i make time for those instead um and then what else do i do um i work out like nearly every day or stretch or do something on fitness related to make sure that my health is up there to be able to do all these things Mm. um and then you know other days of the week maybe i'll assign for bigger tasks so things like creating my vocal reel in the morning then have lunch and then taking class or doing whatever um line learning a lot of the time at the minute <laughs> you know those kind of things um so yeah a bit of both like i do schedule out my days quite rigorously but then i also try and stick to a theme so that i'm not task switching too much because otherwise that burns out your brain fuel just thinking about what you're doing rather than actually the task at hand
0: yeah i totally know what you mean yeah it does just take more mental energy when you're switching too many times but also I find if I don't touch on certain things every single day, I start worrying about it and, and thinking about it anyway, because I don't have something scheduled. So it's kind of that, that fine line, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it mixed. Yeah. yeah. Well, Beth, thank you so much. Honestly, I appreciate your time so, so much. There were so many golden nuggets we've touched on. What we touched on, oh my goodness. Social media, performing, being a multi-passionate business owner, being an absolute boss babe. You are just my and I'm so excited to see what comes up next. To you. Thank you so much for for sharing your time. I'm not sure if there's any other like last tips or things you want to share with people that are listening and and looking for some last notes to take about about social media, building a brand as a performer, anything in those those realms.
1: Ah, well, firstly, thank you for having me on because it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and you're so lovely. I could talk to you forever. Um, so please come on my podcast again soon because i i love talking to you um, but yeah um i would just say like my main thing with social media professional but personal like show yourself don't be afraid to be authentically yourself um, be proud of who you are because at the end of the day these casting directors they want to invest in you they're not investing in a character they've already done that They want to invest in the people now. So make sure that you're showing what a lovely person you are to work with um, and to approach and to just connect with people on social media. You know, it's a great tool. Use it. We have this advantage. Let's play with it, you know. So, um, yeah, I would say use it as much as you can. Follow people, connect with them, reach out to them. Use it in any way you can.
0: I love that. And, guys, as you can see, Beth is such a great resource to reach out to as well. If you are a performer or a, a wannabe performer, reach out to her. She's just got so much knowledge, and she's just so willing to share. That's what I love about you most. You're just so willing to share your your experiences and advice. And, guys, she knows a heck of a lot, in case you haven't gathered that from this So, Beth, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. You're an absolute gem and a half. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for taking the time.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. And if um, anyone does have any questions, I'm always happy to help. You can message anytime and I'll always get back to you at the Performer Journals. So if you have anything you want to message me about, um, I'm more than happy to chat to anyone. So I hope that helps.